Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey. Hi, everybody. Monkey here in the Southeast US. Hope your day is good. And we have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here from the land down under. So, sound good there, Bubble Hawk? Sounding good, bro? Smooth? Yes, yes, I'm trying. <laughs> do, do, doing my best for early and sick, all right? <laughs> and we also have the, this week uh, Marge and TG are busy so to take Marge's seat we have the high ladies hi ladies hi <laughs> how you doing we're happy to fill Marge's seat it's a big one to fill indeed indeed she's, she's a good panel member we do like wait Marge. a minute are you saying something bad about Marge having a big seat <laughs> savage <laughs> did you want to so introduce yourselves you uh, that's right yeah there's two of you today we've got annie and amanda here so do you want to introduce yourselves singly i don't know who wants to go first so i am amanda half of the uh high ladies podcast and i'm annie the other half of the high ladies podcast and we are a podcast uh, about cannabis out of canada nice and you Excellent. recently had a good friend tommy chong on your show recently didn't you we did. We had a nice long conversation with Tommy. Thank you very much for making that introduction because I know he's a good buddy of yours. Um, what guy. a wonderful <laughs> conversation. We actually have a second part coming out next week. That's right. Cool. And we talk about his childhood. He grew up in Canada, quite humble, very poor. And it's sort of, he gave us his coming up story, which is a very interesting take on Tommy Chong. Sure nice. Is. Really nice, man. Tommy's such a such a fun guy. He always leaves you smiling when you hang up the call. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. From yeah. year to year. As we're always very tell. lucky to sit and chat with Tommy Chong for a while. He's a mm-hmm. cool guy. Yeah, he's very witty as well. He's still got his wits about him. He, he can be very funny sometimes. He's a funny guy. Oh, yeah. Man. Funny and on his toes and like a, a great storyteller. I love somebody who can paint a picture and make you really feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. Tommy Chong. And I mean, he's beloved by every generation. So he's not well, very good at operating his phone camera, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you go back and watch some of our live streams, it's like sometimes it's right up against his face and we've only got half of his face in the picture. But, you know, that's cool. <laughs> that was the first one we did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's good fun. Love having Tommy on the show. He comes on our show uh, bi-monthly now and he was last on for his birthday on the 23rd. Yeah. of last month so uh we'll so have him on again in a few months then huh yeah man he'll be coming back soon sweet it's good fun but thank you for coming to join us and taking up Marge's seat there we massively appreciate you coming along always so, no I, hope, I hope you enjoy sitting here and chilling with us because uh, uh you know <laughs> with pressure being live and everything you know <laughs> no, pre- no pressure good. really well we edit all the bad stuff out afterwards so it's not a very long <laughs> show at the end you know, <laughs> <laughs> five minutes. Hello, goodbye. Good show, everybody. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday to Shonuff's wife as well. Shout out Thanks. from the High and Homegrown crew. Happy birthday, Mrs. Shonuff. Uh, trying some pillow factory for Monkey. What's that like, man? You, that was uh, uh, from your friend, isn't it? It is from a friend. Um, I'll, I'll let you know in five minutes, you know. 
that's, you gotta, you gotta kinda, that, that's how the details go, you know? I haven't even filed up my shit. I'm sitting here unaffected by any kind of THC. So let's let's get that solved. Oh, there's Ballista, which up. Heart and Soul. Good to see you. Absolutely love High and Homegrown and the High Ladies. Sweet. So Jack Johnson is a listener of both shows. We like that. Hi, Jack. Nice. Hi, Jack. I love your music, bro. <laughs> so everybody, you need to uh, get your bowls built, roll your spliffs, get yourselves ready, and then we'll go into the cannabis news. I'm just going to fill up my mitre here with some of this uh, this cocktail CBD cream and cheese mixed with lemon tree, and it's absolutely fucking delicious. Let me tell you. Yeah. How good are blends? Well, you smoking on but what? What you got? Um, I've I've finally decided I'm going to do some Gorilla OG mixed with some CBD. Nice work, ladies. Mm. What you all smoking on today? Oh, we we're inside the house today, so we're smoking on some uh, five ten dislit cards. Yeah, from yeah. Uh, no a, a local producer, uh, Fuego, here in Ontario. Sweet, but yeah, there we go. I think we should move on to the news now. I got well, let my mighty warm up here. We're nearly on the two ten, which I like. Yeah. Arnie's just arrived. He said he's got some lemon tree on the go. And there's some people out there who've also grown the, the lemon tree as well. So if that's ready and you've tried it because I know people are curing it, let us know what you think, man, because it is the shit. Mm -mm -mm. Anything with lemon, that's my that's my cup of tea. you got to try the, the lemon tree from Barney's Farm, man. It's incredible. Beautiful mm. weed. Jack Johnson on the mango haze. If you like the mango haze, Jack, try and get onto some of this Gorilla OG. I got this one from Short Stuff, um, and it is absolutely amazing. It's got a mango kush crossed with Gorilla um, Gorilla Glue. Really, really nice. Nice, nice uh, mango hit right at the end. Damn. And Stutty says, I'm fucked and eating toast. That's a dodge. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it seems like everybody's ill today. Bubble Hawk, you're feeling a bit under the weather, aren't you? I don't know. Study might have just pre-gamed too much, if you know what I mean, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was I was doing really well. The wife was sick for and probably she still is a little bit sick, and I was doing so well, you know. We were doing the whole she's on one side of the house, I'm on the other side of the house. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna get away with this because we were sick, we were six days in, and then I'll Woke up, um, woke up yesterday a little bit nasally, and then this morning woke up and went, ah, oh, lovely. I've copped a dose. So, but it's not, it doesn't feel like it's a full dose. I think I've probably had this before. Right. So, my body's right. able to fight it off a little bit. Well, good luck with that, man. I hope to feel better soon, bro. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, and, man. <laughs> and anybody else who is suffering out there, you know, just stay in bed, download all the episodes of High and Homegrown. There's over 100 hours. There's maybe over 200 hours now. Of content for you to listen to so almost 100 episodes yeah well uh of regular episodes yeah but then we yeah, split it up 100 so, live yeah. streams over 150 <laughs> downloadable episodes yes so that's a shout out there for you today all of those, if you finish up all 200 hours you just head that's over to hot ladies and we've got a variety is the spice of life so you need to alternate one high and homegrown one high ladies high and homegrown high ladies mix that don't forget to add the bite me the show about edibles in there as well oh, yeah, mix that yeah. shit up man mix that shit up you know be you'd be feeling better in no time you know <laughs> but with that i think it's time to move on to the cannabis news and events this week we've got some interesting shit to talk about this week so Let's uh, move on to the news. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it.
there we go. So we have the cannabis news and events for this week. I think I'll start off because while I'm while the uh, the timer was ticking down before the show here, I was flicking through Instagram as I occasionally do, and I saw Steve D'Angelo shared uh, a news story that I, I thought we should really look into that news story because them crooked motherfucking politicians. That was about yep. it, really. That was what ran through my head when I seen it. And you well, know how. Sorry, especially okay. since especially since the uh, the promise was made, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You you've uh, many of you people have been listening for a long time, and you uh, you you'll know that I can go on a rant sometimes. But anyway, so you know our good friend Joe Biden, a good friend, good friend of mine, good friend of monkeys. I do remember uh, Biden and, and Harris standing on a podium and, and, and screaming something. Though, what was that? Something about we will what? We will rock Legalize. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if everybody can remember this, because it was one of the campaign promises that was made that Joe oh, Biden yes. was going to at least decriminalize, and they were also going to release people out of prison who had been arrested for cannabis crimes. But obviously, being a politician, he was full of shit. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll go on to this new story here. I mean, the title says enough. Federal cannabis arrests jump 25% under Biden. So not well, What the only... hell happened to legalize then, you know? Right? <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> shocking. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Come on, Mackie. This is this the article, the title, or just the title makes me angry. But the thing is as well, it's like, and it mentions here in the article about COVID happened for like a year of his presidency and it's still gone up 25%. If everybody wasn't stuck in the house, would it have been 50% higher? Less people are out being caught with cannabis. So this, this is bad, man. After a dip during the peak of the pandemic in 2020, federal law enforcement agents and their partners arrested 25% more people for cannabis-related crimes in 2021 during the first year of the Biden administration. So thank you for lifting all those bands there, Joe. We massively appreciate <laughs> it. You know, I hope you enjoy everybody's votes that they gave to you under the false pretenses of you are going to do something for them, you crooked motherfucker. Sorry. I, 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 <laughs> I'm not going to get too worked up, man. But this this really frustrates me, this does. So this this article continues here. But while a post-pandemic bump in arrests would have been far uh, fair to expect, the biggest jump in cannabis arrests in a decade was not. Oh, so his biggest jump in cannabis arrests in a decade as well. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Uh, the nation's oldest president. No, I'm only joking. He doesn't say that. The, cannabis, <laughs> the, nation's, <laughs> the nation's oldest cannabis reform organization, Normal, noted about 6,606 6, cannabis-related arrests in 2021, represented the most since their 8,500 arrests in 2011. Okay, wow. so we have a 12-year high. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. 11-year <laughs> high here. Like, this is crazy, man. Wow. This followed Joe Biden's February 2021 promise he would pursue decriminalization and mass expungements for people with prior cannabis convictions. A month after that promise, word got out that some staff may have been a little too honest with Joe about their past marijuana use. Dozens of young White House staffers were asked to resign. So the hopes of cannabis policy reformers were squashed quickly, but the new soaring arrest numbers are certainly salt in the wound. So I mean, this, this article carries on. You can find it on laweekly.com. If you just search for federal cannabis arrest, you'll find it. it. It goes on and on, but we won't read into it too much because we already know politicians are full of shit. They're not going to do anything to help us out unless it's good for them. 
It's as simple as that, man. Yeah, it's, this is nuts. And, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying the other day, Mackie, about, yeah, if, if it was uh, legal for me to get a card and grow my own at home and all that stuff, would I do it right now? And uh -uh. this article right here just basically says no. Mm -mm. If it's medically illegal for me to grow it and I have to have a card, but it's illegal for anybody else to grow it and I have to have a card to do it, I'm just doing what I'm doing now because I don't trust the government. Exactly. Oh, oh, well, no, no, we, sorry, Bob. I was going to say, are we not supposed to be growing? Is that is that a thing? Is that, <laughs> I missed that memo. Yeah, that's no, right. Don't trust. He didn't say anything, right? did it? You see, because I have a problem where they're like, you know, get this license and you can grow a certain amount of cannabis plants, blah, blah, blah. You just have to fill in this form, tell us where you live, how many. And then in six months time, if they change their mind, like, yeah, that's, that wasn't such a good idea. We're changing our minds. They've got how many thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people on a register where they can yeah. go around and just arrest people. Never put your name on that list. Fuck them. That's so true. It's shocking, that's man. Quite Canada, Sorry. we've got four plants per residence, mm -hmm. and we all take advantage of that. Yep. I grow four at the cottage, four at my house, four at my father's. <laughs> yes. That's all we've got. <laughs> that's all right, man. That's what you have to do. But even in I grow, I would grow 12, four foot, uh, four 12 footers. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you. Mm -hmm. If they said four plants only, that's all you could do. I would put them in a greenhouse. I would transplant six footers out into the yard. Telling you, my grow would start at the yep. end of November. You know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Veg that shit for six months. Damn yeah, right. Veg that damn thing for six months, throw it in the yard and watch it go. Ridiculous, man. I can't believe how when crooked they did the legalization. That was something that came up. Well, they wanted to cap the amount that we could grow. And everybody was like, you can't really do that because Mackie might have a 12 foot plant where Amanda can only grow a four foot plant. But if it grows 12 foot, I mean, you get several pounds. You, just, you can't regulate that. So that is the trick is you get your four mm -hmm. very best, biggest, bestest. Mm -hmm. uh, I have somebody growing down in uh, Kingsville in my mother-in-law's yard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I it, forgot it, about those plants. <laughs> you're just going around asking your friends, like, is anybody growing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, you got some reasons? Oh, you don't? Could I? You know, do you mind? You know, I'll split everything I get with you. <laughs> but that's how it has to be done, man. And this is why I say I wouldn't even tell them. It's like, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to, regardless of its legality, I will continue to do what I do now. And that is just grow my own supply. Uh, as many plans as I need. Like not telling anybody about it, sticking to that first rule of don't tell. As simple as that. You can't trust these motherfuckers. It's, especially if they're politicians. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just shocking. And what pisses me off the most is these guys got up on stage and pretty much just lied. It was essentially a bribe. Like, if you vote for us, we'll do this. Then we, we, you won't be prosecuted for having cannabis right. anymore. We'll decriminalize and, since then, and you'll get your record cleared too. It's, and, and, but, and since then, it's gone up 25%. Are you fucking joking? It's like he's yeah. gone backwards and even further than the promise in the first place. It's like it's not as if he has done nothing. He's made this shit worse, man. What the, his, his promise and his actions have done for me is actually, I, won't, I, don't, I don't care who promises it now. I'm not listening to anybody anymore about that. That That's promise right. is broken. It's over. You've already mm -hmm. proven that you, you can do it and you can lie about it. Nope. Yep. Next. Never trust the not, politicians. Never. Nope. Not, I feel not like to that keep doesn't you. even need to be said anymore when you especially look at what's happening in the last few weeks in American politics. We can't oh, even geez. go there. But mm -hmm. yeah, you know that the, we just went through an election here and every promise, it's like, you aren't going to do that. Who's going to pay for it? Nothing ever fucking gets done. Mm -hmm. I'm in my 40s. Nothing has gotten done in 
Ontario since I was born and nothing right. will ever fucking get done. All right. How mm. about this? How about, how about if during election season, we said to politicians, Alec, for every lie you get caught in, you lose a finger. <laughs> <laughs> 11 lies. Oh my gosh. We got to lose something new. Right, you know, like what's the next thing? Right, you know, like 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 maybe if it's we just remove small parts of your body, you know, like maybe your body less because you want some of your body left over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think these people don't even realize like they're lying anymore. I think they're just absolutely pieces of shit about also full of shit. This is just the way it is. It's shocking, man. Just you know, just to finish off this article here, I think we can just say. Let's go, Brandon. That will do. Well, fuck and fuck right. the government. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that. <laughs> what, what was you saying there, Bubba Hockey? You had something you was going to say there? I've completely forgotten now because I'm three parts higher. So oh, right, don't that's, mind me. that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, oh, that it, it would have been. Um, it just would have been like not to take not to take anything away from the fact that obviously they're lying through their teeth. But I wonder how many. Um, I wonder how many people have started smoking during the pandemic and whether that's increased the total amount of people that are smoking and therefore mm. increased the amount of potential arrests made because there's just more people smoking. It's well, a possibility too. We yeah. already know that a lot of people started smoke, started growing during the pandemic. So maybe that yeah. also mm. has something to do with the arrests mm. going up. So yeah, we can essentially say that, uh, <laughs> and this is going to get controversial now, but <laughs> essentially when Trump was president, there was oh, less geez. weed arrests there was you had less. To say that man's I name, did. Didn't you? I did. I did. There it is, everybody. I'm throwing the trump card in there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, don't trust them, man. Joe Biden better not run in 2024 because people won't forget about this. This is this is proper crooked shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So who wants to go next? Anybody want to follow <laughs> up from that? <laughs> who wants to follow that happy? Who wants to, happy you, monkey, you want to go next? All right, we'll go next. Go this one's actually got a little bit. It's it's a bit quite controversial too, but at the same time, it has some promise. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, title of the article is "New Gene Technology Allows Growers to Boost THC Levels in Cannabis." Interesting, huh? Hmm. So I mean, do we need higher <laughs> THC levels first? Is the first thing I came came to my head. It's like, well, we got pretty damn strong stuff now. But I mean, if you ask the bud tenders, they always say, "Yeah, that's what people want is higher THC." Mm-hmm. So apparently in August 2020, gene technology uh, research partnered with a Texas A&M AgriLife research to develop and optimize protocols for genetic transformation of industrial hemp for commercial prop, 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 purposes. purposes. <laughs> there it is. Sometimes you have to slow down and catch your breath. <laughs> but anyway, it's a fancy word for saying they were trying to figure out if they could switch the genes on and off in hemp. What the problem was is that some hemp farmers, when they finish growing the crop, they test it and they, the hemp is considered hot because it exceeds the zero point, uh, what is it, 0.03% uh, THC levels. And so they were trying to figure out if they can take this hemp and do something with the genes and completely switch off the, the THC so these farmers can actually grow hemp and not have to be uh, fined and forfeit their crop if it goes hot. They say uh, apparently now 10% of the crop goes hot and has to be destroyed by federal law. So they, they partnered with these, with these two companies, got together and they started looking at this and yes, they were actually successful in, in triggering the genes in the cannabis, not actually modifying the genes, but by triggering the genes in certain ways 
they were allowed, they were able to maximize the CBD production and completely switch off or slightly switch off any way they wanted. They could regulate that THC level any way they wanted to. The answer was, yeah, <clears throat> very good. Worked really fantastic. Um, then this company, GTR, decided, hey, if we can modify hemp, why can't we modify cannabis? So while they figured out how to switch off THC, they also figured out using the exact same process now, they can actually take existing strains of cannabis and, and crank up the volume on, on THC or anything else. They, they found a ways to manipulate THC, CBD, CBG, lots of the cannabinoids simply by manipulating the, uh, the, the, the uh, DNA slightly. Now, this is not considered GMOing it because they're actually not introducing any new genes in, into, the, into the cannabis at all at this point. They're only causing genes Modifying to on it. and off. <laughs> well, they're, they're switching genes on and off, basically, is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they're arguing that this isn't GMO cannabis. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious at this point in time, though. You know, you, you've seen a lot of news articles out there claiming this... Uh, so psychosis caused by high THC weed right now. So if now we're able to crank up the volume on THC above 35%, you know, right now we're starting to see some strains out there reaching this 30% level. So suppose we go to 35 and even 40% THC. Is this going to be a good thing or a bad thing for the market? Mm, I think it'll be a good mm. thing at the, in the end. People want more THC, man. They do. But I mean, most, most home growers and most cannabis uh, connoisseurs people who have smoked it a while all we, uh, people that we talk to mackie on interviews people who have smoked for a while people who, who have smoked a wide variety of cannabis all agree it's not never about the thc content as much as as the entire entourage effect mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. my question on this is if they can manipulate the thc maybe you can manipulate manipulate the uh, terpenes as well that would be where i would that, that, yeah that yeah now now you're talking mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah now we're talking mm. uh, see but from, these, these are all cannabis smokers you're screaming as soon as it's a terpenes it got noisy <laughs> well <laughs> from a like, from a sales perspective right like you got to make what the consumer wants if the consumer wants a higher thc you know you at some point somebody's got to make it for them right mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. at what point does that become problematic oh start having people greening out and first-time users and whatnot very similar to you know the first time that you drink a you know a two four of vodka yeah mm -hmm, right like mm -hmm. it only happens a couple of times before you're like oh that's too much yeah that's mm -hmm. my limit right but, but yeah the but I, effect but i think important. It is certainly more and more important, but it comes from a place of education, mm -hmm. right? So we need to educate bud tenders better so that they can educate consumers. And we need, as as licensed producers here in Canada, we need to uh, like pay attention to that and market things and create educational materials for consumers that promote that information. But because of the laws here in Canada, they're not allowed to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that's not a thing. It's like, oh yeah, this cannabis has this terpene in it. But if you want to find out what that means, you need to go and do your own research. That's yeah. awful. Mm. It's terrible. Yeah, so especially like, yeah. when we have we have people that are trained to teach that thing, like Gangiers and things like this, they can explain this information. Exactly. How how much can you fuck with the plant and still consider it the plant? The plant. Yeah. And this is yeah. what I'm thinking. I mean, we already have strains which can deliver 25% THC. That's a quarter. 
of the yeah. of the plant material. At what point does it like stop looking like a plant and just start growing crystals on the end of the stick? I don't know. <laughs> I've got I've got a, a just got a mail the other day email from from the seed breeder claiming to have thirty four point seven percent on this wow. one strain out there. I'm going how much more? I mean, to me, that's about twice as strong as it needs to be. Yeah, I'm skeptical. If I'm going to enjoy, like that's that. going to be like two hits off, three hits off of a bowl, and I'm going to have to chill out for a while. I can't enjoy my smoke. But I think what yeah. happens with these kind of strains is they tend to just make extracts out of them anyway, and they're trying to increase the amount of THC so they have to grow less plants, but can still extract a shitload of uh, you know terpenes and and cannabinoids out of the plant for the same amount of plant matter. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think these will be necessarily sold in a bag the way you'd get I think, buds. I think you're probably mistaken on that. And I'll give you my, my, my reasoning on that is when we do go and do cannabis uh, holidays, hmm. uh, like uh, we've seen it in, in Washington, Oregon, California, and Colorado, all three, uh, you go into the dispensary and the millennials, and I'm not, not specifically pointing out a specific generation, but I'm, I'm saying not the non-OG smokers, okay? Mm-hmm. People who are relatively new to it, the first thing they do when they walk in the door is they want to know what's the strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you walk to the breweries in the same states and these people walk up and it's obviously they've been smoking. They're just kind of, you can tell when the noobs had a little bit too much. They walk up to the counter and the first thing they want to ask is what's the highest ABV? They just want to get, they want to spend the least amount of money and get the biggest buzz is what they're looking for. The highest ABV? Alcohol by volume is what they're okay. looking for. Okay, okay. So, so basically they're looking for the active ingredient. They're not, they're mm-hmm. not there to enjoy what they're doing. They're just trying to get wasted. Man, right. Imagine being a new smoker and going into the, into the dispensary and being like, what's your strongest shit? And they're like, we've got some 45% white widow right here, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, what <laughs> You're going to green out on that one. You, you're not going to have a good yeah. night. No. no, no, no. It's like drinking moonshine for the first time ever having oh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Here, just, just, yeah. Take this shot, three, take these three shots of moonshine and tell me how you feel. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the first question they ask is, what's your strongest shit? The second question they ask is, where's the bathroom? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think this, this whole thing about being learning about manipulating the genes and cannabis, I think this is just inevitable. I mean, as soon as it started to become legal, I was waiting for people to break out the, the uh, gene splicing and, and figure out all this stuff. Mm. So this is just telling me that, yeah, I was correct. And it's already being worked on. I understand that the genomes is mapped. It's out there, all that good stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, sooner or later, we're going to get into this stuff. Now, here's a question for the panel. Would you guys grow and smoke GMO uh, cannabis? Fuck yeah. Okay. I don't, give a, I, don't, I don't care about this GMO thing. It, it, GMO is perfectly safe weed. It's not like scientists have come along and started splicing shit. It's, it's more like bred in the right direction. I expected that from you, actually, because I think we've talked pretty much about these kind of things. So, I, yeah. Now, what about, what about uh, high ladies? I, I think I would avoid it with only having my four plants. I think I would avoid it if I knew okay. I could, but I definitely do go towards strains that can handle our harsher, colder climate. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. I, there, there is that. Um, I'll try anything once. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I am a firm believer that you haven't really done a drug until you've done a bit too much of that drug. So, <laughs> <laughs> give me the high THC. Let me try it. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. What's Boba Hawk saying? I was going to say, it would be very interesting to see, like, this research is great, the gene splicing and whatnot, 
or I think it's going to be most beneficial in the long term, and this is really exciting, is within the healthcare system. To start yeah. seeing this applied to things like head trauma yep. and PTSD and starting to figure out which levels, which terpenes, what works for what mm. is going to be revolutionary. And I'm sure the pharmaceutical companies are freaked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, pharmaceutical companies may be getting on that gene splicing. If they can get the specific strain that works the best for whatever Parkinson's or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's big money. It's you- huge money. <laughs> What's uh, Bubba Hawk saying about this? What's your thoughts on it, mate? I'm, I'm, I'm an OG as far as that goes. I, I like my cannabis to be the natural cannabis and how it, how it developed naturally. But in saying that, I, would, I wouldn't say no if they were developing and gene splicing for a larger terpene profile. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But if, it was, if it's solely and wholly just to increase THC, I mean, I can have extracts for that. If I, if mm, I want to increase yeah. the potency, I'll have an extract. I, you know, you know, and then, but but yeah, if it, if it was you know aimed at aimed at increasing terpenes, sure, um, yeah. I'd, I'd I like be fine answer, with that. David. I like your answer a lot. I think I'm on your I'm on your team. Yeah, right yeah. There. yeah. I mean, that would definitely be my option. If they said to me, "Here's a fifty percent THC, where you can have this one with a lot of pinene in it," I'd be like, "Give me the pinene shit." I can smoke twice as much and get way more. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's the good shit. Mm -hmm. Really? But yeah, for most of us experienced growers who have been doing this and and smokers who have been doing this for a long time, it is majority about the uh, terpene content. You know, what terpenes are in it and how much of them. And the THC content comes secondary to that, I think. I think that's the same for a lot of people. Well, we'll see where this whole thing goes with this, with these, uh, I say right now it's not gene splicing, it's gene manipulation, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. They need to keep it quiet because, you know, Joe Biden will find out about this and then <laughs> it'll be part of that 25%. You know what I mean? Then we got up to 35%. Shit. Well, well, I was really curious when they said that the Texas A&M was working on this project because, man, Texas is one of the, one of the harshest states as far as it comes to you know real cannabis over there mm-hmm. but then i found out okay they're working on hemp okay i get it i get it so we have some news from the high ladies as well we've got some interesting news coming out of canada yeah we've got some interesting news coming out of uh, leamington ontario canada uh, we got this article on the cbc the old cbc um it's called lights out for leamington greenhouses so In the ongoing battle for darker skies, Leamington Council hopes for a new greenhouse light abatement bylaw, striking a balance between resident concerns and grower needs. The municipality of Leamington scrapped a greenhouse light abatement bylaw that was approved in 2020 and replaced it with one that requires growers to have blackout curtains installed by October next year and detailed times when those curtains must be fully closed so if you are in canada and you have some money to spare invest buy stocks in curtain companies <laughs> all right yeah. so <laughs> why, why this is so important is where uh, leadington is um essex county it accounts for one percent of the canadian landmass but Whoa. actually has the most biodiversity in all of canada mm-hmm. uh is on the north side of lake erie on the mm-hmm. south side of America is Ohio. So, and it's one of the Great Lakes. It's a wonder of the world. It's like an ocean, but it's fresh water. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the main migratory paths for birds coming up from South America, coming up from the States. They cross Lake Erie. 
Right. Uh, there's over 400 species of birds in this area. All the butterflies that go down to Mexico, they surf the winds over Lake Erie to, to migrate. So now you've got right on the shore there, Leamington, these grow houses. And to put it into perspective, it is the most uh, densely populated greenhouses in North America. There are 3,000 acres in a small area of just greenhouses. My husband's family lives down there, so I know it well. It's just forever and an eye of greenhouses, and they're being built, being built, being built. Yeah, the, the issue with, with Leamington is that it used to be all tomatoes and cucumbers and sweet peppers. That's what they grew in these. these Didn't need and, much lighting. And it was fabulous. Greenhouses. Right? But then when cannabis was legalized, instead of building facilities for growing cannabis. They kicked the tomatoes out and threw in, and the threw in some cannabis. So, you know, we, we have very short uh, daylight in wintertime here. And so there's a lot of supplementing with uh, LED or a variety of other uh, supplemental light. It can be, the imaging can be seen from space. It's That's so right. bright. Well, it can be seen from space. If you look at the picture on screen right now, it's that picture with the purple sky. That's what happens when you use purple lights, everybody. All right, make sure you've got right. curtains on the ceiling here. <laughs> thousands of greenhouses. One greenhouse, for example, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of cannabis greenhouses down there. One, for example, uh, Tilray, uh, they have a 1.1 million square foot cannabis facility and it produces 243,000 pounds of cannabis per year. That's just one of them. Whoa. Now, now multiply that by a hundred more. Mm -hmm. Leamington stinks like a hot box. Oh yeah. Which is wonderful when it's not 24 hours a day and there's people living there. It's really become an issue, but also this light, it fucks up the birds. It fucks up the bats. It fucks up the insects. It fucks up the reptiles, the amphibians regular vegetation that is used to a dark flight cycle it gets all fucked up so it's really messing up everything I think that's right birds that fuck at night yeah they don't know when to fuck wow <laughs> yeah then there's a beautiful marsh down there point peely this is the most southern point in canada it's on the same level as california yep mm -hmm. uh, and there's huge marshes down there like i spoke about the biodiversity but again like the frogs don't know when to fuck because they do it at night and it's never quite night. That's right. <laughs> One of the things in this article is talking about how, uh, so there's already a bylaw in place that hasn't been enacted at all. Probably some politicians' hands got greased well, in the process. The farmers who are rich, like this is rich, rich, rich farmers, they fought the government saying, we don't want to close our curtains. It's not good for our plants. Right. So the last two years, they've been fighting it out. And the solution in the end was the exact same thing as in the beginning. That's right. So, I mean, we know that we can't completely close those uh, curtains because we don't want the tops of the plants to, to burn, but so they're gonna be allowed to open those curtains 10% of their entire ceiling capacity. So we're basically gonna go from a, a ball of light around each mm -hmm. grow facility to a beam of light to space. Yeah, so wow. that's during, um, what were the hours? I oh, I think it's like 2 a.m. and 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. And at night, it was like 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. So between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m., they have to be fully closed. So hopefully that means there will be 10 hours of actual darkness because it's hard to explain how fucking bright it is. Mm, oh, until sure, you've been there man. and seen it. Mm. Like, yeah. And, and 
pairing that up with the fact that geographically it is in such an important migratory pathway, mm -hmm. uh, if it was somewhere else, maybe, uh, you know, put it in Newfoundland. Um, <laughs> we do love you, Newfoundland. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but just because of where it is situated on Lake Erie, a great lake, and what Lake Erie does, it does become a compound issue. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's something I haven't even considered before as well. It's, I haven't thought of it from this angle. Is the light pollution that's caused by all these greenhouses? It's they, crazy. Yeah, we there's we spoke about this. this. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Mackie, we reported on this back in uh, season two on High Ladies podcast. So that was a full year ago. We yeah. were talking about this and nobody seemed to, like we were, we, it seemed like we were the only ones talking about it. Yeah, mm. that episode 32, if anybody wants to know, I see Mackie missed that one. Yeah. But we'll allow it. <laughs> but there are companies now that are being a lot smarter. So they were just repurposing tomato greenhouses. And it's not really a smart way to go because there is a way to do it right. And we just had uh, the Green Organic Dutchman on um, oh, yeah, a great. facility that was built to grow cannabis. And that's it. They're yeah. off the grid. They're off the water grid, off the power grid. They're, they're fucking amazing. Yeah. Cool. And they have found a way to keep their their curtains closed 100% all the time and yeah. not burn the plant. And this is what I don't understand here. It's like you're allowed to open it 10% in between. The, if it's dark outside, why do you need to even let the lights out? Why not keep it closed to 100%? So the argument that these grow facilities are saying is that it will kill the top of the plants because it's too humid. Yeah, it'll get too because hot. they too can't, the, the, the air can't be released. Some more extraction. You can, yeah, you can extract like we do in a tent. Yeah. Exactly. In a traditional greenhouses, they just open up the top windows, and that right. is their entire right. air control. So they're not meant to be grown. Right. Yeah. The, these facilities aren't built to to work like a tent. They're built to work like a tomato greenhouse. Yeah, but you know, from from an engineering standpoint, you can you can engineer those vents so there is a light baffle at the top, so you can just open them. The light won't escape, but the air will uh, will go up past the zigzag. And there won't be mm -hmm. any light pollution. So there's easy ways to do this. A hundred percent. But the problem is we don't have the people who yeah. we don't have the people making the decisions yeah. in mm -hmm. our country who maybe should be making those decisions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're certainly not considering the the future of this industry or even the future of their communities. Mm -hmm. And they're using antiquated technology on yep. something very new and Started repurposing those greenhouses. You already have the facilities down there to package the the workforce, um, the migrant workers. It's already set up. There's mm -hmm. over twenty thousand jobs produced just by those greenhouses in Leamington and Kingsville. Yep. So it is huge, and so you already have that workforce and that knowledge base and the companies that supply all the stuff you need. So they're just oh, we just use the old tomato greenhouses. But long term, that's not smart. It's not going to work. It's mm -hmm. not a viable option. No, not good. I mean, we've so seen in the states we've had problems down in the southeast along the Florida beaches. They're having sea turtles were being, uh, but sea turtles will come to the beach, they'll lay their eggs, and then they they're supposed to look for the brightest spot, brightest direction, and and head that direction and back out to sea. The water is supposed to be the brightest, but when they built condominiums along the shore, the light pollution made the turtles mm -hmm. not not know which way to go back to the water. So. They had to enact uh, certain ordinances that lights can be no brighter than this and cannot be uh, have to be certain colors and only certain colors. So we already know that too much light is going to screw up the night badly. Yeah. So, I mean, again, the, the studies have already been done. They're just not listening. 
That's oh, right. Geez. Crazy people. So, mm -hmm. uh, all of our other, you know, nations on this planet that haven't legalized, please use Canada as a uh, fuck ups and don't do the same shit we did. That's yeah. what we're doing in the UK. We're just watching you guys do it, you know, fuck up. And then we're going to come along and also fuck everything up too. <laughs> <laughs> but in a different way. And you'll mm -hmm. fuck it up your own this way. Yep. That's how we like to roll. <laughs> Yeah. Man, I think I would hate having a night sky full of blurple lights. Just, I mean, I can remember growing it with blurples back in the day, and I can remember opening the tent up, and my eyes went instantly hurt. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's not just that. I mean, it's you got the purple, you got the orange. Everybody's using their own combination of light, so it's you know, it's pride down there all year round in the sky. It's just. <laughs> Then the brightest lights. Uh, we um, have a good friend down there, Jack Hungle. Check out him on YouTube, Jack's Garage. He's helping people all over the world uh, fight cancer with cannabis. And he lives in that area and he's very pro cannabis. And he is very anti the smell pollution, the light pollution, mm -hmm. because it affects you as a human being day to day. Yep. You want to look at the beautiful Canadian night sky that's usually full of. I mean, you can see the constellations here, no problem. Yeah. Not in Leamington. So even people that are very much pro-cannabis and, you know, get their livelihood off of it are upset about what this is doing environmentally and yeah. socially, really. Well, people Just who are... People who are like pro cannabis are usually pro nature too. And once you bring these things to their attention, like, yo, the, the, these lights are fucking with the nature here, they'll be like, yo, we've got to stop their lights, regardless of what their lights are bringing. Yeah, especially when there is a better way to do it. I, mm -hmm. I don't understand why it can't just be done in concrete buildings with, you know, all the technology. Because have. there's no money in it. There's mm -hmm. no money in it. That's okay, right. That's, that's true. That's about the money. Yeah, but the people who have the ability to make these like good decisions are not our OG cannabis homies. You know, like they're not. They uh -huh. don't care about the plant. They don't care about the industry. They're like, how can I make as much money? And mm -hmm. then the growers of Ontario are huge, wealthy. Oh yeah, big big money behind growing. You should see some of the mansions down there. So they're definitely in bed with the government. And the so people who actually know what they're doing are in prison because of Joe Biden. <laughs> Here we go again. That's going to be our theme. Yeah. That's the, that's the theme of this episode. We're talking about bud rot in society and on cannabis plants. Surely with all the technology we have now, and especially with the, the research they've done into, um, in, into colors and paints and things like that, that, I mean, there's, there's that, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's like Phantom or Vantage Black or something, and it, it absorbs 98% of light. Mm, Surely yeah. they could make something that goes over the top, still lets the air through, but at the same time absorbs the majority of that light and, um, and soaks it up without letting it through. Something as I mean, simple as a zigzag uh, exhaust stack would work. It's, I mean, it's... I just, yeah, I can't, I just can't fathom how that's, you know, I think the, well, uh, I think, the money side of it. But, yeah, you know. I think they had it had it right. It's it's all about money. They don't want to spend a single dime to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bottom line, right? We still have another couple of news articles to get to, so we should get to those. Bubble hop, you are waiting to do yours, right? You have some news I from am, the I other am. side of the coin. I do, and unfortunately, as is majority of our news down here, this one's a little bit um a little bit of a bad one. So, um. 
Mark McGowan snuffs out WA legalised cannabis plan. Um, a proposal to legalise cannabis in Western Australia has been flatly rejected by the Premier, who says it is not a priority for his government. Ooh. Uh, le- yeah, so it, yeah, it gets better, Mackie. Uh, legalised uh. cannabis WA has proposed <laughs> allowing West Australians to possess 50 grams of marijuana and households to grow four plants. Upper House MPs Brian Walker and Sophia Mormont hope to introduce uh, legislation enabling the changes to Parliament next year. But Premier Mark McGowan on Tuesday indicated Labor would use its control of both houses to block the bill. Having freely available cannabis is not our policy, he told ABC Radio. They're just proposing everyone can grow it wherever they want. That's not what we're doing. It's just not an issue I want to deal with at this point in time. Wow, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not an issue he wants to deal with. But anyway, we do allow for medicinal cannabis for people with arthritis or cancer or those sorts of things. That's the policy at this point in time. Um, so as you know, ACT, so our, our capital territory, um, which is where majority of our, um, our federal uh, parliament is. Um, they legalised in 2019. Um, so the Territory's Labor-Greens coalition government indicated it would support a bill to decriminalise possession of small amounts of cocaine, heroin and MDA, MDMA. So that's another thing coming out of, um, out of the ACT at the moment is that they're, they're talking about decriminalising small amounts of, um, of different drugs. So... As a, as a user, these people aren't being dragged through um, a court system. They're being directed more towards a health, um, a health sort of issue rather than it being a criminal issue just for, to, for having it. Mm-hmm. Um, so legalised cannabis, WA's proposal would also allow for the licensing of dispensaries uh, to sell cannabis products. Dr Walker, who's a former GP, said decriminalising cannabis would provide the state with social, financial, medical and economic benefits. Um, so Miss Mormond and Dr Walker were elected to Parliament last year on the back of uh, complex preference deals. So their victory came at the expense of the Greens, who had only uh, one MP elected despite having a primary vote three times bigger than that of legalised cannabis. And again, the McGowan government has since passed legislation to abolish group voting tickets, which allow parties to dictate the preference distribution when electors vote above the line. So they weren't happy that um, that legalised cannabis got too into the um, into the Senate. Who the fuck um, do these people think they are, man? That's- this, yeah, look, this is the same state that locked everybody out for close to 18 months so when uh the whole wuhan flu hit um oh there's another flag <laughs> that's well that's that's yeah that's why i didn't call it the c word um <clears throat> when when all that went down uh and we went into those those heavy lockdowns western australia locked everybody out you if you left wa you couldn't go back um so and and for close to 12 to 18 months there was a, a pretty well hard border so um and there was a, a lot kicking off in in um in different states where you know people couldn't get back to see loved ones who were dying and so and couldn't even put their family to rest um or family member to rest because they couldn't get in to wa to do so wow. um <clears throat> but so and and this all stems off the back of the mcgowan government who pretty well run that state. And, and as, as I said earlier, you know, they, they have the numbers um, in both houses. So there's, at, at the moment, 
what they say goes. They you, they kind of have no no way out from that. Um, but the good thing about this is that it is getting it's it's moving some discussion. Um, and, and there are other states. So I know here in New South Wales, uh, we've got the Greens trying to, um, to push through some legalisation uh, bills in, in through uh, their, their House of Parliament at the moment. And there's also the Greens going through and trying to amend the driving laws as well. Um, because again, you know, the, the amount of nightmares we've had with medicinal users being pulled over and uh, losing their license. And, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know Australia, you need a license. Uh, mm -hmm. our, our, you know, our transport system, our public transport system, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry, our transport system and our, our public transport is terrible. Uh, we, it's, you know, you, you may be waiting two and a half hours for a bus that never turns up and it's, it's just, it's not... It's not feasible to to not have a license here, uh, unless you live in a in a major city. And even then, you know, it, it's if you've got to go somewhere, you can't just walk ten k's, um, especially if if you're suffering from a condition that you're requiring to use cannabis for. You know, I just it it just beggars belief that we're still discussing this at this point it is man. um it is absolutely the, ridiculous and this is definitely a fuck the government episode isn't it what the fuck man oh mate yeah <laughs> oh, well i mean look you gotta gotta keep gotta keep with the theme you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah but it's one of those things that we need we need to uh, look look at it from an outside perspective and and look at you know what it's doing to to patients um it's it's not fair to be the only thing that the the only it is the only prescribed medicine in Australia that will you'll lose your license for everything else every single one of them has a defence you know if you're if you're on methadone replacement Man. and you get pulled over you have a defence there's painkillers right? my missus has in the medicine cupboard but it doesn't matter how much pain I'm in I won't take them because they fuck me up man they are like they are hard ass drugs. And, oh yeah, but yeah, you know, you want to try and ban weed. You, you, you can take that and go drive, but you can't smoke and, and go drive. It's it's, it's absolutely fucking crazy. And that's that's what's so wrong. It's just it's it's flat out discrimination. So yeah, you want mm -hmm. this? That's fine. Here you go. You can have it, but you're going to pay through the nose for it. And mm -hmm. if you get caught driving, we're going to take your license. Yeah. So, and then. This is what them, um, you know, when it says do not operate heavy machinery, people usually think, you know, that's a crane. It's a, a tractor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, it, what it really means is don't drive while you're yeah. taking these medicines. Yeah. yeah. Don't operate anything that weighs more than you do. Mm. And a lot of those medications, there's there's no recourse. You know, if, you, if you're out on the road and, and you, get, you get pulled over and you get told to lick a test, they're not even testing for it. Yeah, won't, won't show up on the system, even their most advanced systems they have, because you normally you lick a test. If you if that indicates that there's something in your system, you'll go back to a drug bus and then you'll sit there and you'll you'll have to stick a, a probe in your mouth that's attached to the Draeger 5000 machine. Mm -hmm. And then that will pick up minute traces of whatever happens to be in your system. And as we know, with cannabis, that can be up to two weeks, if not more, for some people mm -hmm. after you've actually consumed it. Um, but you can't tell me that you're still high two weeks after, you know what I mean? You can't tell me you're still high 12 hours after. Depends I mean, if you yeah, got some I, of that genetically modified weed. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I've, I've had some, I've had some good weed in my time, but never 12 <laughs> hours high weed, you know? 
It must be that bat weed. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's a bat weed. Yeah, I think the government. So, yeah. I mean, we have, how much longer are us as cannabis users supposed to just try and get things done peacefully here? It, we, we need to do more, man. I mean, I don't think we're protesting enough. I don't think we're messaging our MPs or, our, you know, their members of Congress or whatever. I don't think we're contacting these people enough and making sure that they know this is how we want things to be. I think we, we just, we're too scared, man. We need to hide away in the shadows to make sure we don't get arrested for some bullshit. Yeah, There's only a certain amount of time we need to keep doing this, man, because they are proper taking the piss out of us now. And we need yeah. to do something about this shit, man. It's an absolute joke. It's it's because once they legalize, they're effectively admitting they lied to us. And that's yeah. that's yeah. the biggest thing. You know, none of them want to be the one that turns around and goes, sorry, guys, we did lie to you. You know, oh, you can have it now because it's okay. Well, it's always been okay. It's always been better than the majority of the things that they have out there. Why, you know, why are we still well, why are we still having this discussion in 2022? Why don't I just go ahead and let them off right now? It's okay. We know you lied to us. You just know, get on with it. And we know once yeah. cannabis is legalized and you tell us that you lied about that, there's still many other things you're still fucking lying about. Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to yell at you anymore. Just legalize it. Be done with it. We'll take it from there. You don't oh, have to damn. tell us the truth about the birds. Just let us have the yeah, weed. Right? That's right. <laughs> we, we know we didn't land on the moon. I'm only joking. I know we, we landed <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> You know, it's just another one of them conspiracy theories, man. But it's, it's about time. We're not going to be able to just keep sitting here silently and doing nothing because nothing's going to change. We've been asking for this shit since the 70s. Carl Sagan wrote in a book when he was in Dr. Greenspoon's book. He mentioned how cannabis should be legal in the next 10 years. And that was back in the fucking 1970s, man. And here, here we are in 2022 now, just still in the same position. A lot of us still in the same position. Many people have changed and a lot of places are legalized. But regardless of that, them laws are still fucked. Mm -hmm. We should be in a completely different position than what we're in now. And really, the only people who we have to blame is ourselves for not going out there and demanding better. We only get what we settle for and we've settled for this shit for too long. We need to do something about it. But what can we do? Let's hear your suggestions in the comments of this video. Keep it nice, everybody. <laughs> Having conversations like this is, I think, definitely a first step. And maybe, you know, it should have been happening 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I think the more that we talk about these issues like light pollution or the anti-alignment of laws when it comes to cannabis, um, all of these issues, mm-hmm. then people will start talking about them. Then they will become part of the conversation. And that will be a, a definitely a first step is awareness. Yeah. Yeah, making sure people are aware of it. And that's a good segue into the, into the last news article that I just briefly want to cover here is in the UK, we are legal for medical use, but you have to go through um, a, a special clinic and all of that kind of shit. And one of my friends the other day, he was saying he was having trouble getting weed because he's moved to a different city. And I explained to him that you can go and get it legally on prescription now because he uses it for pain relief. But he knew nothing about this shit. And it's been over two years now, 2018, November 2018, we legalized for medical use in the UK. So that's over three years where he could have been able to get his cannabis on prescription, but he doesn't know about it. And it's the same for a lot of people. So it says, uh, it says it revealed 
9,000 Britons now take cannabis on prescription for medical conditions such as chronic pain, anxiety, and PTSD. So there's a shitload of people here in the UK who, and there's still loads of people who know nothing about this. And if they were properly informed about the legal position of cannabis in this country, how many more people would be using it for medicine right now? You know, and it's just, they try and keep anything related with cannabis suppressed. It's like our videos on YouTube won't get spread out as much as they're supposed to because they're cannabis related. You know, you get shadow banned on all these different social networks. The government don't want to talk about it unless it's in a bad light to make cannabis look bad and shit. It's just, it's shocking, man. How much longer are we going to keep dealing with this shit? Uh, Some 9,000 people in Britain are now taking cannabis legally for medical conditions. The Mail on Sunday can reveal. The Mail on Sunday is a really shit paper, by the way, but still. Uh, Four years after ministers legalized medical use of the Class B drug, NHS doctors remain reluctant to prescribe it because of a lack of strong evidence that helps suffer, sorry, that it helps sufferers of most illnesses. And it's like, there's plenty of evidence out there now. This has been legal in many places for fucking a long time, man. But it's not British. That's right. That's right. But Boris hasn't said yes. I know. Motherfuckers. Look, when England finally legalizes, the rest of the world will have the right kind of research, right? But the only reason why it's because legal here in the UK, well, the only reason why it's legal here in the UK is because they can only get it through these uh, these private clinics. So it yeah. makes money. It makes a shitload of money, and that's all they really care about is money. But nine thousand patients in the entire country—that's what point zero zero what percent now? You know, it's so small. And what, what is the population, just out of curiosity? Sorry? Oh, in the UK, what? about 69 yeah. million. 69. So it's 9, 69, dude. Yeah, and only 9,000 have it. So it's no, but it's not. And because the government's just hush, hush, let's not talk about this. Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't figure it out. No, nobody knows. Doctors, I mean, because we have the NHS here in the UK, so it's, it's essentially uh, socialized healthcare where you can go to your doctor and he'll give you medicine. You just pay a small fee for your prescription. You don't have to pay ridiculous amounts of money, but that's not, that's not happening here with cannabis. You have to see a completely different doctor. You have to go to a specialist, a special clinic. You have to pay for that. I think it's 50 pounds to see Sapphire clinics. And then you can uh, go and see another specialist after that, who will prescribe you a monthly amount of cannabis that you can buy from them for 150 pounds an ounce, I think. And that's so you're again, you're like anybody who isn't you know, well off, you're, you're cutting off a large portion of the population who won't have access, exactly. who won't exactly. know, that won't be able to afford that. And then there's the other po- part of the population, like yourself, that doesn't want to be on the fucking list. Yeah, I won't be on the list anyway. I'd rather grow my own and smoke their shitty shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly the same here. You know, but you know, we're, we're paying $170 for 10 grams, 170 what? Australian for 10 grams. Right? And you don't, like, you, you get a slight discount. But the last time I looked at, at getting it, um, I asked them, well, how much would it be if I got, you know, um, 33 three tubs? Because they sell them in 10 gram, 10 gram tubs, right? And it was 550 bucks for 30 mm-hmm. grams. So 550 Australian. So I don't know what that works out for you. But I don't know. Any, and I smoke, I'd smoke through that. Mm-hmm. easy nobody's right? affording that and nobody is affording mm-hmm. that it's stupid money it doesn't matter who you are you know that's that's a massive amount of money to have to mm-hmm. pay for medicine mm-hmm. i mean if they yeah. if they would be there would be strikes and riots if they were doing that things like insulin yeah you know? yeah that's fucking same, imagine, mate. imagine. what's the difference you know 
It's pretty well, it's, it's, If the numbers you gave me are right, you said 9,000 have prescriptions and 69 million in the country. That's point zero 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 one three percent Wow. Mm-hmm. My gosh, that's nobody. And this is why this is why I wanted to bring this story up as well. It's only 9,000 people. And the only reason it's only 9,000 people is because people don't know about this shit. Anybody listening to this show should be growing their own by now. And if not, start growing your own because you'll love it. It's easy to do. And you have all the information here on all the grow guides, which we've put out there. You can get all the hope over at Percy's. You should be growing your own. But if you can't, then you have to go to these clinics. And there's many people out there who can't grow their own they do need to go to these clinics so if you know somebody who you think would benefit from using cannabis as a medicine make sure they know about this shit if you're in the uk make sure that they know cannabis is legal for medicine if you have back pain fucking chronic pain if you have uh, sleep issues ptsd loads of different things they can go and get uh, their their medicine uh, from a, a clinic you have to pay money for it but still and it's better than getting it off the fucking street. And the more people we can get signed up to these clinics, the more power we have when we go to the government and be like, look at how many people are using this shit for medicine now. Like that. <laughs> fucking, ah, it rages me so much, man. It's just how we get ignored like this and how we get treated. It's, it's absolutely fucking shocking. Well, it's not only in the UK that, that it's that way. I mean, we had a, a member over at Percy's that was in uh, New Zealand and he found out that he, he had a medical program there and he wasn't even aware of it. So yeah, that's right. No matter what your country is, check, you might have a mm-hmm, medical program. Mm-hmm. And if you think someone will benefit from it, tell them about it, man. Well, as of August 31st, August last year, 159,665 approvals for medicinal cannabis in Australia alone. Wow. And you got a fucking a third of the population we have. 20 hold on you're on about 26 million across the whole continent across the continent the smallest continent in the world which has got 26 million people in that is less than many cities in the world cities let's let's be fair three quarters of the country you can't live in anyway so yeah for sure sure. but Mm -hmm. you die Mm -hmm. fairly quickly so Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) middle of nowhere (laughs) you could live there but you wouldn't want to 26 million you, you know that's like how many people live in like Tokyo? That's that's so many people. Yeah, yeah. Hong Kong, Singapore. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Mm, mm. Look at oh, India. Crazy. Yeah, and India, there's certain cities in India, man. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah, make sure your friends know about this that cannabis is legal in the UK, everybody, and that they can get it on medicine. This, this is some fuckery. And also make sure that they know about our podcast so they can learn to grow their own cannabis if they wanted to. That would be sweet. That way you can afford it. Yeah. Mm. Right. That, that way you got better shit cheaper. too. But uh, I, I mean, think that's about expensive. it, right? Is that about it for the news this week? I think that's all the news stories we have. I don't think there's much forum news. We've got four players left in the HLG competition, which will be ending right. this week. It will be ending before the end of the month. So we've only got a few days left of that comp. We'll know a winner before the end of the month. Don't worry. Right. Last week for entries for plan of the month. So over at Percy's, get that done. Anything else? Do you have any news that you'd like to share with us over there? Hi, ladies. Uh, no, I think we're good. I think I love the, a themed show. So I felt that, that was yeah. all very It's the themed. first time we've had themed news. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies bring some order into the podcast. <laughs> we had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, so I hope everybody enjoyed our Fuck the Government news. That's where we are today. <laughs> that was the theme. <laughs> Thank you.
And there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. If you have any stories that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then head over to persysgrowroom.com. You'll be able to find me and Monkey there, and you can send us a message with any articles that you'd like us to cover. Alternatively, you can also email us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com or head over to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, search High and Homegrown, and you'll be able to follow us there. And then you'll be able to send us a message with any news articles that you'd like us to cover. But that's the news for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to the High Ladies for coming to join us. You can find the High Ladies on Instagram as well. Just search for High Ladies and you can find their podcast on any of the podcast networks you use to download this show. So you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, all of the big ones. Just search for the High Ladies podcast and you'll be able to find them. And check out their recent episode they did with Tommy Chong. Uh, but for now that's it we have of course the interview on Wednesday come along and download that interview it's going to be a cool interview stay tuned for that one and we also have the grow guides on Friday which is all about bud rot I hope you're enjoying the grow guide series I hope you're enjoying the news hope you're enjoying the interviews and I hope you're enjoying the show in general and if you are please share the show with a friend or anybody who you might think will find the show useful so anyway until Wednesday for the interview everybody stay safe stay high and Have a good week. See you soon. Goodbye.